Uh, this is Lyndon Angelo. Uh, three odd questions proposed by Jesse Kaufman. Uh, Jesse Kaufman on Twitter. Um, one of these questions that he proposed was, how did you become an artist personally and professionally, uh, is how I uh, sort of refined that question. I have been trying really hard to batter around this little question uh, for, a, for a while. And, and, and I start a Facebook group to sort of get other perspectives so that it's not just my own uh, myopic uh, nonsense. Um, however, the Facebook group is slow going. Uh, the responses are sort of trickled. So I uh, poke them a little bit with follow-up questions and I'm hoping to see if that helps. In the meantime, I thought I would actually make progress and answer this question for myself, personally, how did I become an artist? Which is probably all Jesse wanted in the first place. But uh, I like to, uh, I, I like to uh, complicate things. You know, just just for good measure there. Uh, I don't think it's very interesting, as I've stated, to talk about how one became an artist from childhood. Every child is sort of creative in a way, and they, they, they draw and paint and whatever, and, and tell stories and all kinds of things. Kids are fun. And at some point, you stop being fun, or you continue to be fun. I don't know. Really, what happens, though, at some point is you get serious. And that's where I think the meat of this, this question is, what, when did I get serious? What happened? That because I drew and painted and, and did all kinds of creative things, which are not interesting to go into, but all kinds of things, just all over the map. And I don't come from a background. My parents are both, you know, sort of like tradespeople. They don't have any, they're not college folks. They didn't give me a lot of insight into that kind of stuff. So my concept of being anything uh, career-oriented was sort of like a very vague and abstract uh, until later. So I remember a single moment in high school when I first realized that art was a profession and that there was a competitive nature in it. It's the first one I remember, and the first time this occurred to me. Uh, and I, I, I've said before a million times, I was a naive child. I was an indoor kid. I was a shy kid. I was an introverted kid. I didn't get a lot of information from anybody around me. I read a lot of books. I uh, went to the library a hell of a lot. But for some reason, it was all so abstract to me. For some reason, I must have been living in some kind of fantasy world where everything I, I consumed uh, existed on another plane, you know? I don't know. Maybe that's just how kids are. But I don't remember being practical about anything until my father sat me down and was like, you know, uh, this is how the world works. Uh, I don't know. I, I had a bit real separation between the uh, things I read and saw consumed uh, creatively and the things that uh, happened in the that adults did in the world. I had a real separation between those two things. Anyway, whatever. So when I would read a book of comic strips, which I loved, getting those from the library, I would clip them out of the newspaper. Comic strips, I loved them so much. I would consume comic strips constantly. And I didn't have a lot of access to comic books uh, for complicated reasons. Um, and I wasn't really all that aware of them. They were in my periphery. But comic strips was like, a, I had so much access to those. I loved them and consumed them. 
So, in high school, I, I sat in English class with a guy named Eric, and Eric worked for the school newspaper. He was a, one of the editors on the school newspaper, and he mentioned to me, uh, offhand, that there was a... I, I, oh, I remember. I used to draw on the, uh, the book covers. Uh, you know, yeah, you had to cover your books with, with uh, brown bags. Anybody do that? You got to cut up a brown bag and cover your book. I don't know why. They didn't resell those books, but whatever. You got to cover your book with, with a brown bag. I would cover my book with a brown bag and then I would draw all over the, the book. And I think Eric saw the drawing and he was like, hey, you know, the school newspaper, we take open submissions for comics. So you should submit something. Great, encouraging, whatever. And I said, oh, oh, that's. I, I, finally, I, I put two and two together. The friggin' moron me. I'm looking at the newspaper that I clip out of every day, and then this guy says to me, the school version of that thing, you could be in it. All right. So that happens, and I'm, I'm excited. I'm like, oh, of course. What, 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 what kind of thing do I submit? And he's like, well, we have, a, we have articles that we do, and you could do illustration for the articles. We, we want comics for the articles, or you could put a, you know, funny strips in for the funny strip part. But... We already have regular contributors to the funny strips, which is what I wanted to do. But we got these articles uh, that need illustrations, and here's one that I'm writing, which is about trash on litter on campus. Oh, expose. Litter, litter on campus. Oh, no, people are littering. Why are you littering? So I went home and very excited and I started coming up with stuff and, and when I was younger uh, in high school I, this was probably freshman year sophomore year I, too old to be this naive and dumb but whatever what can I tell you this is how it is uh, I went home and I did a drawing I did, and I, I'm sure I didn't version this at all I, I just I had it in my head I know I'll do a drawing of a guy walking by there's a, there's a trash can, right? And the trash can is empty. And everybody's walking past. And around the, the, the rim or the, the foot of the trash can, at the base of the can, is just garbage. Littered with garbage. And then somebody walking past the can and throwing the garbage on the ground, right? You're genius. All right, that's what I wanted to do. So I did a drawing like that. And, and this is, this is what, where, okay, this is a dumb story, but this is where it gets very interesting. Because as an adult, if I had received such an assignment, I would have pondered and sketched and done a bunch of versions and all of that stuff, thought of my influences, looked at the competition, all of that stuff I would have done. Do you know what I did when I was, you know, 15, 14, 15 years old? I went home and I just drew it up. I probably, I think I did a pencil thing and then I inked it, you know, with a micron pen or a Sharpie or whatever I was using back then. And that's it. I signed my name to it and I gave it to Eric the next day. It was done. And I was, I didn't, I didn't think twice about it. I wasn't scared about it. I just gave it to Eric here. I did a drawing for your article. That means something to me looking back uh, that is the difference I think this is what I've been trying to reach this whole time I've been meandering around and, 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 and rambling 
that is the difference between how one became an artist personally and how one becomes an artist professionally. That was the last time in my life that I ever did that. That was the last time that that ever happened. That I ever went home and drew something up with blissful ignorance of how it would look, how it would be received, uh, what the other people around me would think of it, what it would be uh, uh, historically, what it would mean for my career, what it would be in my portfolio. That was the first and that was the very last time that that ever happened in my entire, in my life and in my lifetime. And, you know, I don't think I'm ever going to get to that again because, you know, I'm Eve and I eat the apple. Uh, Don't eat the fruit, everybody. Uh, But as soon as you eat the fruit, you can't go back to the garden, right? Sorry to be biblical. Anyway, last time. So it's a it's a poignant, it's an interesting, important moment. It's a, it's a turning point. It's a pivot. It is, if I could go back in time, a moment I would cherish over and over again because I would it would never to be again. It would was was never to be again. It would never happen again. That was the last time that would ever happen. And I was very excited, and I was thrilled. Because Eric said he'd put it in the paper, and that was that. And it was going in the paper. And my joy at that moment was, was great. It was, it is, it is, how do I even describe that? I'm not doing this justice. It's such an important moment in my life that I think on it often without even realizing why it's such an important moment. And it's because it was the moment that, as a artist personally, as someone who just loved drawing comics and making cartoons, I, it was a moment where that became, that joy was about to be spread to other people, that joy was about to be fulfilled, that joy was about to become something bigger than myself, something bigger than my hobby, something more interesting than my hobby. Uh, more uh, important than just uh, my uh, book cover drawings or my, my personal comics that I made for myself. It was the, the, the biggest moment of my life at that point. And it was the very last time that I would ever make something without being self-conscious. The very last time. It was the point where I became a professional artist. Why? Well, I became a professional artist uh, because I realized that that could happen. Because I realized that you could make something and it could be of practical use and it could be uh, shared with the world. Which are things I knew before, but in the abstract, in the abstract. Uh, So at that moment, uh, I'm, uh, I'm on the cusp. All right, I'm beating this dead horse. What happened is, when that actually went in the paper, uh, it was also the first time I went, I was looking side by side at myself and other artists who wanted to do the same thing I wanted to do. That was, I've been in art competitions as a kid before, but I didn't really, I don't think it sunk in. Being in this, this high school newspaper with, with my cartoon, next to uh, the cartoons of others 
solidified something for me. Uh, And that was that if you're going to be in this pool... Uh, if you're going to swim in this pool, you gotta you got to learn to swim in a deep end. You can't just sit in the shallow end, right? Is that a good analogy? I don't think so. Uh, hmm. Uh, okay. Well, when, when, I, when that paper came and I went and collected it, Eric told me, oh, it's going to be in this week's paper. So I went and got a paper, the school newspaper. I looked at the article. I saw my thing in print. And that was exciting. I was excited. And then I turned to the comic strip section of the newspaper where the regular contributors uh, were uh, doing their comic strips weekly. These people were in high school. These are, these are kids, you know, but they were already doing weekly strips. The kind that I would see in the newspapers I loved at home, you know, uh, the far side and, uh, and, uh, and Bloom County and whatnot. Some of my favorites. Uh, Except they were great. And one in particular was a kid I knew. His name was Jacob Adams. And Jacob was... uh, He was a cool kid. If if I let you open my uh, high school yearbook from senior year, and if I didn't slap your hand because you tried, uh, you would turn to a page where everybody got those things that they used to do that they probably don't do anymore because it hurts feelings. It was like, you know, most beautiful or, or uh, best looking, right? Or uh, most likely to succeed or most likely to knock over a liquor store someday or uh, class clown. Well, one of those categories was most autistic. And this kid, Jacob, became that kid in the senior in the senior year because everybody knew him. He was a super cool kid. He had uh, this, this uh, beautiful curly locks uh, flopped over to one side, flock of seagull style or... Uh, Information Society or uh, EMF, whatever. You know the period of time I'm talking about. Everybody was cool. He was a cool new wave kid and uh, screen printed his own t-shirts. God dang it, this kid. (laughs) He had like, I remember he had an Information Society screen printed t-shirt, a Midnight Oil screen printed t-shirts. He made his own designs, his own t-shirts. He was an advanced kid, at least compared to me. So every time I looked at him, he was everything I wanted to be and didn't know I wasn't until I saw him. And as soon as I saw him, it was solidified in my head. Oh, this is the kid. This is what it means to be an artist. This is what an artist is. An artist is cool. An artist is avant-garde. An artist is uh, smart. And on the cusp and, 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 and in the know and, and making things like this. An artist screen prints his own t-shirts and <laughs> cuts the sleeves off his own clothing to be cooler. This is what an artist is. Not, not me. Not the library kid drawing on his book covers or whatever. Anyway, I turned to this section of the newspaper. You know, Jacob had a regular strip in my uh, high school newspaper. A regular strip. A comic strip. And, and I, god dang it, if it wasn't funny. It was funny. Uh, that strip in particular was about uh, uh, being fashionable and having everyone copy you. Was the strip was about that? So there was a gag thing. Was a three panel gag thing. Where the setup was this kid wears something crazy to school, uh, 
and the next day everybody's wearing the same crazy thing to school. That was the gag. Uh, right? But this kid's, you know, 15 years old. God dang it, Jacob. What's, what is it with you? How did you become this? Anyway, Jacob's comic strip was, at least to my 15-year-old eyes, uh, professional-looking, uh, of a quality that I did not even... Uh, that I didn't even uh, uh, consider possible for myself. Now, I, obviously, I do this compare and despair exercise too much. Okay, but you're in high school. This is this is a very tangible example. Uh, you, they put you in a show or uh, or uh, put you on a page with the same people with the, with a group of people, and you're all doing the same thing. It's very easy to do the comparison, right? I mean, it's very hard not to do the comparison. So that happened to me. Uh, what I took away from that situation was uh, two, two, maybe twofold. Number one. You're not good enough. And number two, if you want to do this again, you're going to have to be better. And uh, you're going to have to tr figure out how to do that. You're going to have to figure out what Jacob's doing right. And, uh, and you're going to have to get up to that level. Uh, it was the first time I realized there was a level to get up to. And it's weird, right? Because you, if you're surrounded by professional artwork, which we all are as children, uh, you shouldn't have any difficulty seeing where the mark is, where the, where the bar is set. It's a, if it's a roller coaster ride, you know, you got to be this tall to ride it. It shouldn't be any, any difficulty in seeing that. I looked at the com professional comic strips every day of my life for years, and it never occurred to me, not in this way, that I wasn't measuring up. It never occurred to me. I knew that those were grown-ups, right? I knew that they did this in some abstract way. I knew that they were doing this for a living every day because I'm reading it every day. But uh, for some reason, I didn't apply what I was doing to that. I didn't apply that standard to what I was doing. But that high school uh, comic strip, that did it. That's the first time that I understood uh, there's a bar, it has been set, and it's a lot higher than you are able to reach at this point. And that was maybe the first time I, I considered, in my, in my ignorant way, the first time I started to wrap my head around what it meant to become uh, a professional what it meant to become, to change from being a joyful young man, just making comics that, for joy, to being uh, something more. And I use the word more in quotes, because is that right? Is it more? Honestly, it has always felt like less. But you know what I'm saying. Uh, all right. That's as far as I can get with us today. A, an interesting uh, a pivot moment in my life of becoming a professional. Uh, and a move from a step from personal to professional. Uh, boy, you'll have to tell me if that's an effed up way to think about this. But, uh, it, you know, it's emotional. What am I supposed to do? Anyway, okay. All right. Three art questions. Pondering continues.
This is Leonard Angelo.